is the Make Design Podcast. Hello uh, and welcome to the Make Design Podcast. Uh, this is our seventh episode um, and we are really happy to be at the Royce Gracie Dubai um, to do a very special podcast with Coach Muntaz. Hi, Coach Muntaz. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I came here a few hours ago because Coach Muntaz was coaching my, my boy, and uh, so I've come back to uh, have a chat with him about jiu-jitsu. I mean, the theme of the podcast is the art of jiu-jitsu. Um, so I'm really, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a theme that I've been kind of researching for quite some time. I was saying to Coach Muntaz that I've been researching this interview or these questions for about a few months now. Um, so I'm really uh, uh, excited to be here with him to find out what he thinks of, of the themes that we've, or the questions we've got, we've got in front of him. And uh, hopefully, um, hopefully by the end of it, I've uh, joined Royce Gracie. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, Coach, um, I just want to start off with a brief history uh, about where you're from, um, where you were educated, and, and what happened after you left education, and your general career progression up until now. So if you can deep dive into that, I'd really appreciate it. Okay, uh, my name is, uh, my full name is Johnny Ray Nobles. Uh, I was born and raised in a small city uh, in the state of North Carolina by the name of Greenville. It's in the southeastern part of uh, the U.S. So you can call me a, a southern boy, okay. if you may. You know, uh, those are, have uh, what we consider southern values. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, being respectful to your elders. Uh, uh, so I kind of grew up in that part of America. We still adhere to those kind of ethics and principles. Well, as soon as, soon as I uh, finished high school, I went straight into the Army. Okay. And I uh, did almost seven years in the military. I was in, uh, uh, I joined a special operations, one of the special operations units, uh, uh, U.S. Army Rangers. Okay. Uh, and I think that's where the the true molding and shaping of who I am today really took place being in that kind of environment, uh, being around those kind of people, you know. So I, basically, from uh, right after high school, I went straight into the military. For how many years were you? Almost seven years. Seven years. Oh, yeah, almost seven years. Okay. Almost seven years. And that was out, it, out of the USA in around. It was, the world? it was both. It was inside the USA and uh, outside of the USA, okay. uh, where I was my my duty stations. Okay. Um, so like that seven years. So when you came back, what happened after that? Uh, when I came back, I went, uh, I went into law enforcement. I was working with what we call the sheriff department, which is, which is uh, very similar to the police department. Uh, they're both the same. Uh, uh, I did that for a little while. So what point, what led you to Dubai? What happened? How did you shift over? Well, with, with Dubai here that I, I knew of, I had met this person only once, and uh, he was here in Dubai, and uh, contacted him, told him the injuries I have about leaving America, and he invited me to come, uh, me and my family at the time. So we came, and this was in 2002, 2000. So we came, we came and uh, been here ever since. 
So where does, how does jiu-jitsu is threaded within that? Is that you came to Dubai and discovered jiu-jitsu? Or jiu-jitsu I assume was in the military or how does that? I, I had, I had, when I, I started my military, uh, I started my martial arts training in the States in 1995. So five years before I came to Dubai, I was uh, already training in, uh, in martial arts. And one of the art forms uh, that I was training in, a cross training in, the, where I went to my academy, we cross trained in many different styles. Uh, primarily Jeet Kune Do, John Fon Jeet Kune Do, which is Bruce Lee's Bruce uh, Lee's uh, yes. philosophy and concept in martial arts. So within that curriculum, uh, we did pretty much uh, a lot of Japanese Jiu Jitsu. Well, you know, and uh, along with uh, Russian Sambo, uh, catch wrestling, shoot wrestling. Uh, it was a, and in, in other words, I guess you could put it under the umbrella of the grappling arts. So in, in this curriculum, I came across jujitsu, but it was Japanese jujitsu. And then and one of the students who trained with me, he trained with us, but he also went to another academy where he was learning strictly Japanese jujitsu. One particular style he was learning was called Hakuro jujitsu. So he said, show me some stuff every now and then when he would come and train with us. So, uh, and even to this day, I still lean more towards Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, even, even, even more so than Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, because of the, uh, the combat effectiveness of, of Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. You know, BJJ leaned more towards sport, and not necessarily combat. And me being a military man with a military way of thinking, Quite naturally, I lean towards a more combative approach to martial to martial arts training. Okay. So Japanese jiu-jitsu fits me better uh, in that regards. Once I came to Dubai, a guy by the name of Carlos Santos, he's the one that the uh, the Shiyuk in Abu Dhabi gave the responsibility of starting BJ Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in UAE. And our club was the first club in Dubai that actually start practicing training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu outside of Abu Dhabi. Uh, so Carlos Santos pretty much uh, helped us to get started with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu here in, in Dubai. I only learned Jiu-Jitsu to help make me more complete as a martial artist. You know what I mean? My focus was never to become a Jiu-Jitsu guy, but I saw the value of knowing this particular art and how it could advance you uh, if you, I, when you're in a situation where you have to go to the ground and do work from the ground, there's no art, in my opinion, and, and based on my experience as well, that uh, is more advanced when it comes to ground techniques than Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. They've taken ground fighting, ground techniques to a whole other level. Okay. And they're still advancing to this day. What do you love about Jiu Jitsu the most? What I like about uh, jiu-jitsu the most is the freedom you have to create and to innovate. It's up to you. It's up to you. There's no, there's no set techniques. Set, there, there, there are foundational techniques, but there's no, there's no, there's, there's nothing that says you have to do it like this. You have to do it like, no, you can't do it like that. Every individual, every individual is totally free to interpret it as he sees it or as she sees it. To fit them, you find what works best for you. 
or you make it work for you, however and however you need to do that. So it gives you that kind of freedom to make it fit you. The thing I dislike the most as relates to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu now is that it's not really teaching you how to fight because it's too sport oriented. The reason why you have such freedom is because you don't have to worry about striking. There's no striking involved. So because there's no striking involved, you can you can create and innovate, but at the same time, you're not learning how to fight. For that simple reason, there's no striking involved. It's like, uh, if, if I don't want to misquote him, but either it was the Grandmaster himself or one of his sons said that once the striking is involved, the black belt becomes a blue belt. Well, because once you put in the striking, a lot of the techniques you would you would normally do without striking, you can't do now because you're too vulnerable. You're too open to the strikes. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Creativity within jiu-jitsu. Can you elaborate on that? And if you if you look at the history of jiu-jitsu in general, Japanese art, the Gracies did with it. Creativity. They took a Japanese art and they added and deleted, modified, et cetera, et cetera, to come up with something similar, but at the same time different. Right? And like I said, uh, and it goes back to uh, Helio Gracie, his physical stature. He felt like some of those techniques were, uh, maybe a smaller guy would not be able to be really successful uh, using certain, some of these techniques in Jiu-Jitsu, especially against a bigger, more powerful opponent. So he came up with, uh, how can we take jujitsu and make it so anyone can use it? That's being creative. That's a creative way of thinking. And so he came up, he, like I said, so he started emphasizing leverage. He saw that leverage would be the key. And without a doubt, uh, he was very, he, he was on point about that. Uh, and at the same time, the Gracies came up with certain techniques of their own as well, outside of what they was taught. Uh, because it was taught Japanese jujitsu, because the, the person who taught it was a Japanese guy, who just so happened to be in Brazil at that time. Okay, him and his brother, uh, Carlos. Uh, but and now you now you take that particular time. You look at also what we, uh, the De La Hivo guard. The guy's last name was De La Hivo. A guard was actually named after this guy. Same thing. He had a physical issue whereby he developed a guard to help him to compensate for that. A guard, a guard that is widely accepted in the jiu-jitsu, in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu world, now the De La Hiva guard. But if we look at his foundation and how it started, he, has, he had a, he had a uh, deficiency physically. And he came up with this guard to supplement that. So he became creative. Just became creative. Exactly, exactly. Because of his deficiency. Exactly, because his deficiency, his, his uh, deficiency. But in general, from the time of Helio and, and Carlos up until now, Jiu-Jitsu has taken on a totally different face because every generation added something new, something different. Whether it be a, 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 a whether it be a sweep. Uh, sweeps and uh, let me pluralize that sweeps whether it be different versions of the arm bar 
They got they they introduce more wrestling into jujitsu. So you see a lot of first a lot of takedowns are coming from wrestling. Are coming from wrestling now. That's that's incorporated in Brazilian jujitsu now. Uh, so creativity also it keeps the student looking forward to something as well. He may get to a point where he feels stagnant. Creativity is going to get him over that. Because he's at a point now where he may get to a point where he feels like he may not know which direction to go next. Okay, I'm doing everything my coach taught me, the way he taught me, but now he's, he's starting to feel stuck or stagnant, like he's not going anywhere now. Create, only thing that's going to get him past that now is being is creativity taking what he's already learned and the principles the foundations of jujitsu uh, taking that now and expanding on expanding it as as much as he as he can so this creative way of thinking is going to allow him to constantly feel like he's growing he's developing he's getting better and better and better and a good thing about jujitsu which is unique is that no one owns it so you have the room to be creative. No one can tell you, no, you can't do this, do this in jiu-jitsu. Every day, someone is coming up with something new in jiu-jitsu. When I first started, and the way I was taught, the techniques I was taught, what would emphasize stuff, it's not really emphasized anymore like it was back when I started. For instance, uh, control first, then submission, stuff like that. Now, today's generation, they're not really into controlling the opponent. It's a lot of movement, constant, constant movement. And back in the day when I first started, the emphasis was on the closed guard. Now the emphasis is on open, called open guard. There are so many open guard now, open guards now, I can't even count them. De La Hiva, uh, spider guard, rubber guard, butterfly, you name it. See, that's what I'm saying. The whole thing didn't exist when I first started. That's creativity. Okay? And right now, as me and you are talking, someone is out there being creative with jujitsu. Come up with something new, something different. Does that transpire through all age groups, or is it just more the top level and then drip feeding down? No, 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 no. I I I I think I think I think from what I see now, uh the, the younger groups. They may not be able that that mindset may not be may not be able to uh, conceptualize it on that level of create being creative, uh, being creative. But at the same time, unintentionally they're being creative. For instance, if I teach Arlo yourself as an example, a side mount escape. What I taught Arlo. When now he may be in a situation in spa where it's not working for him. But yet at the same time he finds a way out. I think when it comes to jujitsu in general, jujitsu is gonna force you to be creative. It's like you have no choice. Because like once again, something I may have been taught may not be working for me. I may have to go to something else. I may have to do something else to uh, to make uh, I may have to do something different in order to manage and deal with a particular situation I may find myself in at any given moment when I'm 
And maybe come up with a new solution. And maybe that's what I'm saying, a new solution. End up in the same. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And what's interesting about it as well, it can be so spontaneous that you you, you can't even recall what you did. You develop what, what I call creative instinct. Creative instinct, yeah. That's what I call it, personal creative instinct. Now, when I'm teaching my students, I'm constantly telling these guys, Whatever I teach you, look at it as an idea, not as a technique. I mostly do this with the junior twos and the, and the adults, not, not, not the, with, the, with, the, with the older uh, older students. Whatever I show you, look at it as an ideal, not as a technique. Because if you look at it as a technique, it's going to be very limited. It's just a technique that's singular. But if you, if you take the technique I'm showing you, and you and, and you extract from it principles, uh, 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 um, the the root of it, the foundation of what I'm showing you. Then you may be able to say, okay, if I can do it like this, the coach showed me like this, but maybe I can do it like this also. If I can sweep him this way when I grab the arm like this, also if I if I wrap my arm around him this way and take the leg and bring, bring it around this way, I can sweep him also. So you're being, now you have a creative way of thinking. So for me, I want my students to develop a very innovative and very creative way of thinking. And I actually use these words when I'm teaching the older student. I'm always saying be creative, innovate, come up with, some, come up with something new, uh, come up with a different way than what I showed you. So I'm trying to help them to develop a creative mindset. It's not limited to just what I'm showing you. Don't limit yourself to just what I'm showing you. Take what I'm showing you and expound on it. Take it to the right, take it to the left, take it up, take it down, take it uh, in a circular motion, a semi-circular motion. Uh, take it and, and expound on it and make it as broad as you possibly can. We can be creative with the principles and the foundation and come up with something different. And then with something different, and then with something different, and then with something different. Jiu-Jitsu gives you that kind of room to be like that. I actually told one student last week, I said, I said, you know what would make me happy? If one day I see that you have come up with your own Jiu-Jitsu. Not Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, not racist Jiu-Jitsu. You've gotten to a point now, you have developed your own personal version of Jiu-Jitsu. One student in particular, because of his mindset, the way he approaches jujitsu, he has the ability to do that. One of our students here, one of the, one of the, one of the men and adults, he has the ability because of the way his because of the way he approaches jujitsu. Eventually, this guy can develop his own interpretation of jujitsu. And me personally, I advocate that. Come up with your own, just like he came up with his own. Why can I create my own then? Who says I can't create my own? And how can how how can I, as a teacher and instructor, tell other students, tell my students, no, you can't create anything, you're your own. No, 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 it's yours. Take it and do as you like with it. But then, yeah, if you can't create your own, the sport will be stagnant. And exactly. So it needs exactly. Exactly. It needs a creative yeah. mindset to keep it fresh, to keep it alive. To keep the people enthused and looking forward to something new, something different. Because that's what jujitsu guys do. They look forward to the latest.
You can't do that in what? Karate, Taekwondo, because those arts are sealed. You're not allowed to go against what the, what the founders or the forefathers came up with. You're not allowed. You, now, what has happened even in those arts, why do you think you have so many different styles of karate? Why? Because a student of, of, of a master, of a grandmaster, he decided to incorporate something new, something different, something different, whereby it, the difference was enough for him to eventually branch out and start his own version of style of karate. But he could never change what his masters taught him, though. He, he can never do that. It's not allowed. Well, I suppose that's, he's reached probably a glass ceiling at some point. Right. Where he's had Right, to. right, right. He felt like he wanted to continue to expand, yeah. grow, yeah. and develop. So he came up with his own different version. But he, can, he can't mess the, yeah. He cannot reinterpret what his master taught him, though. He had to say, no, this is from me, my not from my master. In jujitsu, though, you're on your own. You know, like for me as an example, as an instructor, my, my, my teachers in, 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 in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they're not watching them on my back to see what I'm teaching. No, I'm on my own now. I, I, teach, I, I teach what I want to teach. And I teach a lot of what they taught me, but I teach a lot of what I eventually taught myself for my own creation. Keep listening, you might learn something. My son, as probably all kids, are infatuated with the belt stripe system that is in Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've read about it, <laughs> videos about it, and um, let me know what you think about it and how important do you think it is in the, in the development? Because I'm trying to, at one side I can see the value of it, at the other side I'm trying to say to Arlo, look, you know, <laughs> It's okay you didn't get a strike today. It's okay you didn't get a belt and somebody else did, you know, because it's not your time yet or you need to put in the effort. In. So do you want to just elaborate about that and see what you think about that and how that fits in? It's interesting, you know, in my academy back in the States, back in America, my academy, we didn't have a belt system. Uh, because like I said, we, we pretty much followed Bruce Lee's. We took on his philosophy, his concept of martial training, and Bruce Lee didn't have a belt. He didn't believe in belts, to be honest with you. He didn't even believe in system. He didn't even believe in system, you know, just to be honest with you. Uh, he, he, but what I've come to recognize is that not everyone thinks like Bruce Lee or had that same kind of mindset as Bruce Lee. For some people, you need to reward them to keep them motivated to keep them to inspire, keep them to inspire them, and to help them to feel the the thing about the belt system, along with the stripes, it it when they get it, it speaks for itself. You can just see the joy, and joy once you get them the stripe or the belt. No, once they earn the stripe or the belt, you can see the joy, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's actually nothing wrong with that. Uh, the thing about BJJ that I think has surpassed other martial arts styles is that they have they have put a uh, how do you want to say it uh, when they have the recognition that, that they place on belts is not like 
No other system is like it. For instance, back in the early, uh, early days, 80s and 90s of, of, BJ, of BJJ, especially in Brazil, there was pretty much like a black belt only club that a lot of the lower belts aspired to become a part of. For instance, they would get together and have functions together. They would go surf, those surfing together, hang on the, only the black belts though. If you weren't a black belt, you pretty much weren't allowed. So the lower belts aspired to be a part of that. And that aspiration is still in BJJ to this day. The black belt is considered, and rightly so, once you get your black belt, pretty much anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, if I were to travel to China, Japan, South America, Korea, wherever, and they find out I'm a black belt, a black belt is here from America. Even though there's black belts in that club, they're going to welcome me in a way that it's almost like saying like same like rolling on the red carpet. For VIP. Really. Because they know that this person has been tried and tested. And for them to get the black belt, they know jujitsu. You, you can't fake it. They know jujitsu. Because of the way the belt system functions. You have to earn whatever you get. Nothing is given to you. I stayed purple belt for three years. Three years as, as a purple belt. And I've seen even uh, blue belts spend up to three years as a blue belt. White belt, two years. Two and a half years. So black belt is easily what? To get, realistically, nine, ten? Black belt on average. On average, eight years. Eight average eight years. One of, my, one of my coaches, it took him 13 years of consistent training. But the average is about eight years. But by the time you get it... You, you know jujitsu. Because like I said, to this day, we'll go back to what I said earlier, to this day, still the way BJJ shines the light on the belt system, it's going to always continue to be a source of inspiration and aspiration for the practitioner. Because of the way they promote it. Because of that psychological way they promote it. Really, I'm going to give you an example. Perfect example. Wow. Last week, one of my old students, who I used to teach when I first came to the UAE in 2000, he's a brown belt now. He stopped by, surprised me. I wasn't even expecting him. I was teaching the advanced class, the adults. When he came in, he had on his, his uh, normal attire, not his gi. He went and changed. We gave him a gi, of course, the great Jiu-Jitsu gi, but he had his brown belt. And I didn't even know he was a brown belt. So when I saw the brown belt, I was very excited. Ah, ah you got your brown belt. But the, the look on the, the students' faces here, when they saw his brown belt, they were very intimidated. Not by him, the person, but by the belt that he was wearing. Everyone was afraid to spoil with him. They didn't say it, but I, 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 guess I know the look of fear. I know the look of fear. Because of that belt. Because of that belt only. And I actually gave a speech. Wednesday night class, I actually gave a speech about the belt. To the same people that came to the on same, Monday? Yeah, yeah. About how you students, allow, you, how you allowed the belt to intimidate you. And not the, you didn't even see that this was a man just like you. 
You didn't even see you 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 didn't even see a person. You saw a belt. So you froze. You didn't fight back. You didn't. Matter of fact, the brown the brown guy actually told one of the students here in our academy why he was sparring with him. He said, "Why he was sparring with him?" He told him, "He said, I know what you're trying to do. You're waiting for me to make a mistake so you can capitalize on it." But the brown belt told him that while he was sparring with him, you're waiting. In other words, you're not fighting back. You're waiting for me to do something, and your mind is, is a mistake that you consider a mistake, so you can capitalize on it. You're not fighting back. I'm doing, I'm doing all the fighting, and, and, and but you're not fighting me back. And I saw it though. I was, I was sitting watching. So I saw, I saw it. Then he fought another guy, a blue belt with two stripes. Same thing. Uh, the blue belt would not fight back. He, he stayed like this. They were intimidated by the belt. Why? Because they know. See, that's what I'm saying. They have because of the awe and the respect they have for the, the that's in the belt system. And BJJ, they knew that this brown belt was on he he was on a much higher level than them. So that intimidated him. Because he didn't get that brown, no one gave him that brown belt. He earned that brown belt. He surpassed the white belt and the blue belt that he, that he was now sparring. And sure enough, as a brown belt sparred against them, they were easy for him. Which is what I expected. I knew the brown belt. Not just more vast, not necessarily in technique, but guess where? Strategy, mental game. Exactly. Strategy. Understanding how to put the pieces of the puzzle together. What fit, what piece fits in where? The more you train and the higher you go up in this in, in BJJ, the better you can understand that. How to put the pieces together. When to, when not to, where to, where not to, who to do it to, who not to do it to. How to fight against this one compared to how to fight against this one. That comes with experience, with knowledge, with understanding. Been there, done that. If they felt that about a brown belt, then for a black belt, oh, maybe. Man. Oh, exactly. Exactly, man. Because I've been through it as a black belt sparring against the lower belts. Soon as I say, okay, me and you, oh, coach, no. I get that. Some, I respond similar to that. What? No, no. Yes. Because they're looking at the belt, not at me. So, if black belt is not, is black belt the ultimate goal? Or forget, I know there's a red belt. I just, is that the ultimate goal you see in a path of jujitsu, or is there something bigger? I think, I think, I think for, I think for most people, that is the ultimate goal. You want to be a part of that, that uh, notoriety. You want to be a part of that that prestige, that respect, that no matter where you go in the world, once they find out you're a black belt, boy, hey, we have a black, hey, by the way, students, uh, Stop what you're doing. exactly, we have, we have a visitor here, and because I've seen that many times, we have a visitor here, he's visiting us from, from so-and-so club, and blah, 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 academy in Dubai, Dubai, really, and, you know, and, 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 and so this coach, black belt, wants this student to know who this black belt is. And maybe even after the class, the lesson, he wants his stranger to talk to his students. Maybe some words of inspiration and motivation, keep up the training, don't don't quit, don't give up, blah, blah, blah. Really. I read about how sometimes the people who got the black belts, uh, um, 
felt a bit lost because it felt like they kind of reached that top of that ladder and they've uh, you know they've gone that through all that process that sometimes happens. you feel a bit lost that because, happens because uh, probably if I'm wrong Coach Mutaz the fact they once you get the black belt you kind of have to maintain it like you have to keep it like, yeah. in like yeah. you can't just get the black belt and then would you still have the black belt if you didn't do jiu-jitsu like four years after yeah, that? Yeah, yes, yes. You would still have yes, it? Yes, 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 okay. yes. You've, you've earned it. You've earned no it. one can take Regardless what you've earned. of what you do. No one after. can take what you have earned. You, 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 uh, you put in the time. You, you've earned that. You fought for that. You get blood, sweat, and tears for that. You paid, you, you spent your money, your monthly. Uh, uh, you traveled to different tournaments, uh, 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 seminars, etc., etc., to 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 get that, you know. Uh, so so no one can take that, that that away from you. Even if you even if you stop training, you've earned that. That's yours. You earned that. No one gave it to you. You earned it, so it's yours. So just like you earned it, no one can take it away from you. But what does happen? What what does happen? Uh, you can you can if over time. Because you put so much into it in the very beginning, in the very beginning, and and and, uh, and then after that, for a period of time, you put so much of yourself into it. It's almost like you 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 put all of yourself into it, and then leave nothing for anything else. So sometimes uh, some people they suffer from that. So they 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 they'll go outside of jujitsu. They leave it for a while. And maybe get caught up in some things that it should not get caught up in, uh, you know. Uh, so do they do do, do what about is the red belt unattained to the point where it's unattainable that they kind of think? No, well, no, 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 no. Because the way the belt system is, you just keep you. Uh, eventually, it is because it's a matter of time. Yes, it's a matter of time. Uh, the the belt system is a matter of time, including the red belt. It's it's, it's with time. Okay, but it's interesting you, you brought this, this 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 subject up. It it, it, it really is. Uh, there was one guy, and I and I remember this as a blue belt. I'm saying this. He gave it was the black belt, and he had gotten burned out from jujitsu. He actually did a video. The video probably still on YouTube. But, uh, and he wanted to talk about the jujitsu, what he called the jujitsu burnout. And he did, and he explained what that was to what that meant for him. He put so much into it, going back to what I said, so much into it. The guy took no days off. It's all, I think he was training like six days a week, sometimes two, three times a day. So he was warning, warning up and coming judicial practitioners not to, not to, not to Yay! do that. I'm gonna be honest with you. Judicial is very addictive. Just, just like a drug. It is just like an addictive drug or alcohol. You cannot, it's hard. Once you fall in love with it, you cannot stop. You cannot, man, listen. I, I, I don't know why it's like that, but it, it's like that. It is so addictive. Training twice a day, three times a day. You, you, all your discussions are about jujitsu. You can't even stop talking about it. You know what I mean? 
you look forward to training. For you there and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've yeah, been yeah, through yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Did you get the burnout? Yeah. I didn't get the burnout because I think I was more mature, age-wise. Well, and all the other things I've been through, through in, in life. Okay, because I started jujitsu late. I came to the country. I was thirty-three years old. I I, I was about thirty-five when I started. Okay. Okay. So I had some mature, some maturity. Married, children, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Military experience, non-commissioned officer, war veteran. So there was some maturity and a foundation already there. But some for someone who who's coming at, at, at that age, at a younger age, and going straight into jujitsu. It becomes everything. It becomes everything. It, it really does. What is the biggest impact jujitsu has had in your in your life outside the gym and outside the coaching? If if you can see that, I, I think overall, overall, jujitsu has helped me. It has helped me. To constantly keep my mind open to things, because just yesterday when I was home, I was thinking of new techniques to try, just popping up in my mind. Yesterday when I was just sitting home by myself, techniques just coming, and I can't wait to try and this this to see where they work. So I think jujitsu has is helping me to keep an open mind in general about things. You know what I mean? Today I'm I'm approaching things this particular way, or I'm approaching uh, my life this particular today. Tomorrow, because of the openness, I may perceive a different approach. A different approach may come to me. Try this today. Try doing it this way today. That openness. Is in jujitsu, like I said earlier. So it carries over to other things. Yes. That openness. Yeah. That openness carries over to other That's why I'm saying I can just sit home or drive my car from this academy right now, from here to Ajman, and a whole while I'm thinking about new things to try. New things to try. Um no, I tell I can totally understand that. I think like uh I would imagine that with uh, Arlo and what he learns here, what I love about it is that it allows him to kind of face up to challenges. Like if he's fighting any, uh, mm. if he's sparring mm. any other kids, mm. and he's he's got somebody's got the mount on him, like you have to face up to that. Yeah, 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 right, right. Do you right. know what I mean? And right, I think right. That <laughs> I, I can. See I love the fact that it gives him the opportunity to face up to the challenge, look it straight in the eye, and figure out a way out. Yeah. Because yeah. that's essentially what exactly. you do in yeah. life yeah. outside, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. What I can see him working stuff out and the strategy, you know, I can literally see him, right, okay, how am I going to do this? And I love the fact that it gives him the opportunity to do that because when he gets out of here, he may come up with a challenge that he's not going to shy off mm. from. He's going to look straight in the eye and figure a way around. And, 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 and like I said, you can see it that he's trying to figure things out. You know, if you were to su uh, uh, surmise that, it pretty much equates to mind building. 
mind building. Really, if you were to just put it in a nutshell, it's mind building. It's a mind building process that's taking place. Yeah, I feel it's the puzzle he's always solving whenever he's here. And exactly. the puzzle is always different. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you're constantly building on top of this. You yeah. stop you you're constantly building on this. I want to talk about when you got your black belt. Talk about what it was like, who helped you achieve it. It was 2012. Uh, it was the Emirates Hall. He, he has made a small academy in one of the halls mm. he was renting. And my teacher, Eduardo uh, Alexander Machado, we, I had my testing there at that particular academy. My, my testing was, was three hours long. I had to do a certain amount of techniques from different positions, and I was graded on the, how precise I was, how skillful I was at executing those techniques. And because this would allow the coach to judge my knowledge of the techniques in this application. Can you remember what you were thinking that morning before? I, I was nervous. I'm gonna be honest with you. That morning, I was nervous because the coach himself told me that he failed his first try. So that stayed with me because of the way I'm looking at my coach and how good he is. Okay. I'm like, man, this guy failed. So I'm, I was very nervous. Uh, went to the place. Nine o'clock we started. Twelve o'clock we finished. And there were certain things that I did, certain techniques that I tried to execute. I didn't feel like I did a good job. So I was nervous about failing because you had to get a, a certain percentage. He was doing about percentage. Uh, I think you had to get a 70% up grade on that, te that technique. Anything below 70%, you fail. You fail that particular uh, technique, okay? Uh, uh, and you had to do it from different positions, guard, mount, slide control, north, south, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, different techniques, execute. Okay. Uh, he didn't let me know right away if I failed or passed. He said he's going to post it. He had a site where you can go to where for his students to, know, to find out if you got promoted. Basic, many things about it was his site, his website. But up there also was for promotion. And up there he listed who got promoted to Blue Bell, Purple Bell, Brown Bell. So, so he didn't tell you at the time. No, he didn't tell me at the time if I passed or not. So you had to wait. Because exactly, I had to wait. Oh, I had to wait. So I'm, 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 to be honest with you, I'm nervous because it's days going by. And then uh, I see it that I got my black belt. You listen, the happiness, the joy that I felt because I had told myself I had to get my black belt by the time I turned 45. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys, why? I, I saw it getting harder. Because I was always the oldest guy in the, in the class. And I'm sparring against teen, uh, 18, 19 year old guys in their 20, 30. That youth, that energy, that vitality. Here I am, 45. 45. And I, and I saw it get, becoming harder. Becoming harder. Uh, so I had told myself by the time I turned 45, I have to get my black belt. Sure enough, my birthday was June 4th. June 8th, I got promoted. Four days later.
had the black belt ceremony. You know, he you know he promoted pro, uh, promote, uh, put my black belt on. Uh, he gave a he gave a little small speech okay. about you know pretty much. I think the speech was to inspire others. Eventually, you would be in the position that I am in now. Okay. Because uh, I think I was his first black belt in the UAE, this particular course. Something special for him yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. I was his first black belt in the UAE, his black belt. Once I got my black belt, now when you go to the club, you're putting on your black belt in front of everybody, and you, you stand in the front. You stand in the front with the coach, because you're black belt now. Okay, so you stand in front with the coach. No, you're no longer in the line with the other students. They shake his when the when the training training finished. They shake his hand first, then they shake my hand. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. The, the prestige, the prestige. You you're separated now. You're not. You're no longer with this group of guys. You're in front of them. I felt the honor and the dignity and the respect of being a black belt. And BJJ eventually got my certificate, my black belt certificate. Even now, even even I'm a third degree black belt now. Even now, whenever I put my black back on, even now, this morning as an example, I feel it. I don't just put it on without thinking about what I'm putting on. When I put my black back on, every day that I put it on, I feel it. Uh, well, look, we've been chatting for about an hour and a bit, uh, so wow. I won't keep you too long. I've got just last minute questions. Okay, okay. Fun questions. Um, and uh, yeah, you can ask them one word, two words, or you can say pass. Um, what's your favorite word and why? Discipline. I love that word, what it stands for. Um, what's your least favorite word? My least favorite word, I can't. I guess that's a phrase. Yeah, but no, or I can't do yeah, it. Exactly, exactly, like yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I don't want hearing that. Um, what sound or noise do you love? I guess that one. The sound I the sound I love. I love there's, there's two. The sound of nature, because I'm I'm a naturalist. I love nature, and the sound of children playing. I love the sound of children enjoying themselves. Like in a school or in a park. In or a park, like in the house, just the sound of joy. Of joy. Yeah. No problems. No worries. Innocence. Innocence. I love that too much. And what sound or noise do you hate? Uh, shouting, screaming. What profession other than your own would you have liked to attempt? I mean, you've had, you know, you've done uh, boats, uh, army, military. Yeah. You're a coach, like. <laughs> but it seems like you've you followed your. I I I think I think any any job where you or in a position where you can help change someone's life around for the better, whatever profession that may be. Um, what advice would you give a younger you and at what period of time would you do it? For me, it would have a younger me to, been a, to have been a better son to my mother. Yeah. Yeah. A better son. A better son. Now that she has passed, yeah. I'm, ref I'm reflective of that. Who would you want to interview, alive or dead, famous or not? And we've had some, we've had Michael Jackson, we've had uh, religious answers here. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm going to say Bruce Lee, uh, Malik Shabazz, Malcolm X. Okay. Malcolm, oh, okay. yeah. Deep, deep, deep Malcolm X. Uh, Malik Shabazz, uh, Malik, so Malcolm X, uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce Lee, pretty much these, these two. And, and the reason why is because of the deep intellect of these men. That For that reason. Yeah. The deep intellect that they possess. I would love to sit with them and to be amazed by that. And learn from that and grow from that. No, I think that would be an be amazing dinner. Oh, yeah. Really, really, wow, yes, of course. Just not with Bruce Lee, of course. Just water. I know Bruce Lee would just order water. Oh, yeah. Nothing else. Now come back to what I'm so sure. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. Well, look, I think that's all the questions I have. I really thank you for your time, the information you've given, and talking about your journey and your history with the sport. I think it's really been invaluable. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope it's been okay. I hope you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, wonderful. Um, wonderful, and, wonderful. And the Coach Mentalis, you know, I look forward to seeing you every week with my son. And um, yeah, thanks for your time. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. My pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure, my pleasure. You're listening to Make a Design Podcast, a cushion for your ears.